Hi everyone, welcome to the Electrician Success Academy. Really excited to be sharing this episode with you today where we had an awesome chat with our Peak Former members. Kirk and myself were running over the regulations for smoke alarms in Australia, specifically talking around Queensland, which in 2022, their new regulations are becoming mandatory. So myself being in WA and other people from around the different states were in this call. So we're able to run over the different experiences and what it's like in every state, minus a few. But this is gonna be relevant to anyone around the world as well. If you've got new regulations coming Coming in or you want to just work around the different pricing models for different types of services. So I think it's going to be a great session for wherever you are in the world. Just before we start, I just want to let you guys know we've got an awesome offer where we're giving away one month free Academy Mastermind membership. That's on us, $276 worth of value and a one-on-one coaching session valued at $750 to ensure that you have the best year yet. We want to make sure that we help as many people and electricians as possible this year. Make this an awesome year, less stress, more freedom and bigger amount of growth with a better game plan and less mistakes. So if that sounds like something you want to jump onto for a limited time, go to sign up at www.electricians-success-academy.com and use coupon code 2021 at the sign up process and you'll get that $1,000 worth of coaching absolutely free. So let's get into this one. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome to the Electrician Success Podcast. Really pumped today to be talking about the latest regulations for smoke alarms if you're an electrician out there and you're sort of wondering in your state what they are uh, we've got a, a panel here today from our peak former group where we are going to be talking about each state uh, the only states we don't have is northern territory south australia and, Queen, um, and tasmania here but every other states we should have a good chat about um, and hopefully even us talking about the other states is going to provide you insight into possibly how to communicate with a customer around smoke alarms, how to uh, understand where to put a smoke alarm and any other uh, gold gems that we decide to release from our conversation. So it should be a heap of fun. So thanks for joining us, Aiden, Kirk, Tim, uh, Eddie and Jack. Um, if you guys are watching this live on Facebook or Insta, then comment down below and we'll make sure we jump back to your comments and have a discussion underneath. But uh, otherwise, let's jump into it. Hey guys, how are you going? Good man, how are you? Good. Yeah. good, 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 good. All right, so the main reason we're jumping into discussion because Queensland is actually about to have 2022 release on smoke alarms, uh, the regulations being updated, it's mandatory as of 2022. Um, and we'd love to have a conversation around that latest release. So uh, Jack and Aiden are both from Queensland. So Maybe, Aidan, if you could just fill us in with what you're feeling around the latest regulation change in Queensland, man. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's a really good opportunity for electricians with the new rules coming in. So any home leased or sold from January 22, um, 2022 needs smoke alarms in every bedroom, interconnected smoke alarms. Um, and that'll be interconnecting passageways as well. Um, <clears throat> so if you have a four bedroom home, single story home, sometimes you'll have six, six smoke alarms mm. um, needed to meet, to meet regulations. Um, you can have mostly if there's a single story house, you've got roof access. So most of the time you would put in um, hardwired interconnect smoke alarms. Um, if you can't get access to run cables, you can put in 10 year lithium wireless smoke alarms. Um, a few brands are doing they're getting a bit more competitive on price. They used to be really expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good opportunity to start upselling them now because um, there'll be a massive rush 
towards the end of the year. And um, yeah, I think it's, you start advertising for it now, you can get a lot of work because there's so yeah. many homes that don't have smoke alarms in their bedrooms. They don't even have yeah. hardwired smoke alarms at all. So is the message out there at the moment where <clears throat> you this is coming, so get it done now? Is that sort of what uh, the government sort of communicating to people? Yeah, I think I've noticed in the last few months a lot more, um, even billboards on bus stops, um, mm. stuff like that about smoke alarms um, and also emails from real estates I do work for, which they obviously send out to everyone on their contact list. Um, but I think if you're not looking for it or you're not really in the industry, you might hit you by surprise when you get close to it and you start getting actual emails from Queensland government to you saying you need to get it done. Um, yes. There'll be, a, there'll be a massive rush. We had a similar thing. Uh, 2009, it came out that all it's it's nothing like you guys. We just had to have, in WA, we just had to have smoke alarms in hallways outside of bedroom areas. Um, and that was, that came out in 2009 and it's, and we had until 2011 to get all rental properties or any property sold up to the current regulation. And that included two smoke, uh, sorry, smoke alarms and two RCDs. So that was what we had to deal with at that time. So I've got a lot of experience, you know, communicating why it's uh, like, why we need to get that done and also how to communicate that to companies that might not be implementing that right now and how to get create a sense of urgency even though it's not current regulation so i'm looking forward to having more of a chat around that as we get into it um with those smoke alarms uh it being interconnected as well so smoke alarms coming out got the interconnect module in them and that's mm -hmm. how you're interconnecting all of those yeah so the hardwired ones that have a wireless interconnect they have a little module you put in some of them have a built-in um, module which you just program with all the smoke alarms not installed first not connected to power um, yep. test them all so that they one go off they all go off mm. and then you can install them and then you've got the complete standalone um, wireless smoke alarm so there's no cables connected at all similar kind of deal they come with a built-in 10-year lithium and you just set them all up they all talk to each other if one goes off they all go off yeah, um, which is really good for installing them because there's not much labor. It's more the cost of the product and then just setting them up, which you can do at home the day before the job. You can get there, screw the base up, clip them in, test them, and you're done. Mm. Um, it's just hard from a contractor's point of view getting the price and the price for your labor because they can see it can take you 20 minutes to 40 minutes to do a whole house um, if you've already programmed them and if you're depending on what you're charging could be a bit yep. of a, a point where they want to argue price with you yeah, or, or ask if they can do them themselves because there's no, there's no cables. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it's definitely a discussion we should have as we move through. Um, I'm just going to bring up a screen share with uh, the Queensland regulations on it. Hey, Jack, do you want to speak on that? Is there anything that you have uh, as well an insight around? when it comes to the Queensland regulations? Um, I hadn't sort of pretty much covered 99% of it. Um, this was sort of a push, I think, come 2017, pretty much every new home was had to basically come to this standard regardless. And then obviously they set two dates, 2022 and 2027, um, to get everyone else up to date. So like I said, 2022 being 
anything, any rentals and homes sold after that, they need to be up to date. And then done. there's yeah. after that, 2027, everyone's got to, it's got to be done regardless. So, um, I mean, we've sort of seen a slow intake. Um, and obviously, when you're doing your pre-checture in the house, when you turn up to the job, you can sort of just check your smoke home because you might find that they expire in 2023 and that's another upsell to get them to jump straight to the, the new standard instead of waiting. Um, so, yeah, most of them are, like um, like I said, are interconnected by the wireless module, but obviously the hardwired ones, you can wire them as well. Um, but different brands have got different extras that you can sort of add add to your smoke alarms in the sense of um, testing and hushing and all that. So I know Brooks do a, a wireless um, wall controller that you can put in. You can sort of see how many times the smoke alarms have gone off, how many times um, or which one was the one that triggered it. You can see a bit more other details. You can hush all of them and test all of them at once. So um, I found, find them really handy, um, especially if you've got a really big house and 10-foot ceilings. You don't, you know, you're not always going to find the closest broom to, to hit the hush button. But, yeah, um, yeah. like you see in the screen share there, that's what it is. And, you know, they're not yeah. too badly priced as well. So it's they're, I find that they're quite handy. Um, we've put in a few as well. So, yeah, they're, like I said, I only use Brooks, so they're, they're really good at the end of the day for what they are. So yeah, yeah so I'm just looking at this wall mount. Thanks for sharing this. So this wall mount test locates silence memory control, 10-year lithium battery. So it's if anyone listening and not watching, it's a EIB450 controller. Um, so on the top, so it's, it's just for anyone that's what not watching, it's a it's a square controller on the wall. It's got a circle uh, with a button in the middle, and then the top. Uh, left quadrant it says test locate silence memory can you let us know what those each of those and how you use that wall controller um basically obviously, yeah so basically obviously the um the test function is purely what it says it's a test function so you can test all your smoke alarms just by using that controller um like i said the locate there um will locate that alarm that went off so you can sort of track it back to where it was so if you don't know why it went off you can sort of see if it it was just a bedroom and see if there's anything smoldering you know you can sort of check it or if it was just a false alarm you can sort of see what it's doing um or dust as well because when we yeah. did commercial like i did a lot of commercial smoke alarm uh for years and that's dust was a, a major issue over time so it could be dust setting it off and you could use that does that just beep when you push locate it just the smoke alarm will beep to let you know that's where yeah it i'm pretty it, it beeps or lights, or there's the flashes, light, lights flashing on the actual yep. on the um on the unit itself. Um, they also have got a new land module coming out, um, which will actually you'll be able to see what your smoke alarm's doing in the way of seeing how many times it's gone off. So that wall controller won't tell you how many times it's gone off, but the when they release their land module, you'll be able to see all the details, um, how long till it's going to be replaced, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, like I say, um, they're a brilliant piece of thing. If you've, you know, if you've put it in an elderly lady's home, she can sort of just test it and hush it, have it by the bed, so it's easy for her. Um, you know, it just gives that ease of use function towards smoke alarms and doesn't, you know, the whole lumbers and find a pot, you know, broom to hush or test your smoke alarm as well, which is sort of a, a bit of an easier thing for a few people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah thanks good. for sharing that, man. That's awesome. Um, Jack, um, quickly, sorry, man. Um, yeah. 
does that only work with one brand, uh, one model of the Brooks Alarms, or is there a few different Brooks Alarms that that wall, that wall controller connects to? So basically the 450 will connect to anything with your wireless module. Okay, so if awesome. you've got your 3016, I believe it is, which is their 240 uh, smoke alarm, it'll obviously interconnect with that, plus your 650 um, IRF, which is your 10-year lithium with, uh, yeah, standalone wireless with the actual module that comes with it. Um, so it works with all that, but yeah, obviously anything with the radio link module for your different smoke alarms, um, it should well and true. I'm 99% certain it works with your, your 450, your EIB 450 wall controller. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Um, just checking the sound, guys. There's just been a fucking waterfall coming down next to me. Can you hear that? Yeah. Uh, some people <laughs> I can said, hear yeah. it. Some people said, <laughs> all right. So, just start pissing down in the rain. I'm outside. But anyway, um, so let's coming back to uh, the regs in Queensland. Oh, so Kirk, do you want to add anything to that in terms of WA's perspective of like what we went through in terms of having to deal with property managers, businesses, homeowners um, coming up to that period of time when it became yeah. mandatory? I think uh, one of the things that, that was mentioned there at the start was um, if, you're, if you're not actively looking for it, it can miss you. <clears throat> and then uh, because the, the government will, will present some sort of material to the public, but not a, not all of the public is going to consume that. So you will encounter clients and uh, along the way that have no idea about this. So um, becoming really clear on the way you educate around why the regulations have changed, how they've changed from previous editions to this, uh, I think is really clear. And the better you can uh, explain that to your customer, the better you can educate your client around what it was before, why we've changed, what it is now, that process, the, the, the more succinct you can get with that language, the, I think the better your, your chances of uh, properly educating them and having a good positive client outcome where they don't feel like, oh, this is a burden that I've, I've had to endure. Instead, it's like, oh, I can see the value in this new regulation change. We're all going to be safer moving forward. This is a good thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the other thing was uh, it was a massive revenue bubble for our industry in WA. Like there was a, there was a lot of extra cash injected into into the industry. So um, Queensland is going to be even greater than, than what uh, WA saw in, in the 2009 sort of space uh, just due to the, the number of detectors that are going to be installed, the sheer volume. Yeah, I think with this as well, that for one, there's a bubble, like Kirk was saying, but the bubble can start now and don't wait for that regulation to get to the point where it is already regulation because you've maybe missed the opportunity to get in there. Like Kirk said, we've got to start educating the public because the government will only put a little bit of effort in. Yes, they put it on their website. doesn't mean everyone hears about it. They put it on bus stops, but do you think people are looking at bus stops when they're driving past? Probably not. So what we can do is create campaigns that educate your customers and the general public around what does this mean for you? Uh, being a homeowner for a landlord, like just coming back to that screen that Queensland had there, you know, that's that's a great uh, template for you guys to say, you know, create something similar from your perspective or for, from your company, uh, telling exactly what people need to know, um, you know, in preparation for this. Especially if you're on site right now, just to let you guys know, if you don't uh, talk to your customer, communicate, and let them know that this is coming and get that 
actually completed on site while you're there, you've probably missed your opportunity to do so. Um, they they may you know go and get someone else to come out and do it or do some price hunting and find someone that does it cheaper because there's always going to be someone that will do it cheaper and we can't or you got your DIYers out there. So we've got to be you know careful we're not you, that we're not missing that opportunity when you're on site changing a PowerPoint, upgrading a switchboard or whatever you're there for, fixing a fault. That's a really valid point. Like with with the increased volume of work, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, it attracts low quality like cowboys. Yeah. So you look at like the insulation bat scheme and things like oh, that wow. that the government ran. Yeah. It just attracts these people when there's a lot of vo high volume of work. There's a lot of people that will just get in there, undercut and do a really really poor job of what the uh, what the actual uh, the designed rule change was actually made for and um, yeah could actually leave people more vulnerable if it's done dodgily love that word dodgily dodgily <laughs> <laughs> dodgily um, the other thing is if you guys are experiencing a, a big growth in business and revenue as a result of smoke alarm installations just be mindful that that is creating the bubble uh, from my experience when we had the acid and smoke alarm uh, period where there was a lot of sales it was very easy work and we it made a lot of revenue it created a false sense of economy for me as a business owner and I actually thought we were doing a lot better than we were as soon as that regulation came in at set and that all been done guess what happened Massive drop off. Mm. yeah and I had staff then I had you know multiple tradesmen at that point and I'm like, how am I going to get these guys work? And our average sale went from like $700 down to $150. And I had to change quickly and adapt. But that really sucked because that was like almost one fifth of what we were earning per job on average before that. So just be mindful. If you are getting big growth as a result, maybe have some casuals, subcontractors, uh, people doing the work for you. Or just understand that this is being created because of smoke alarms. And so you can you prepare yourself if it does drop back down. Yeah. Cool. Um, Greg, quickly, um, when you, that rule came out, that regulation came out, did you send out a emailing blast or like a Facebook ads or how did you get to Always. be, be yeah. able to call? All yep. great ways. Yep. So all great ways to communicate is email, SMS, if you've got them in your database, reminders, like you're not, you're not selling to people, you're just reminding them, mm. hey, have you got this done yet? If you have, good on you. If you haven't, 2022 is the deadline we've got an offer at the moment because it's not you know it's going to go up closer to the time because it's going to get really busy because of the people that like uh, wait for the last minute so if yeah. you come in now in the next three you know in the next three weeks three months whatever um we'll give you a, a better price and it's it's actually true supply and demand is a real thing and if you wait to the last moment you're going to get so busy from like hey i haven't done it yet can you come out you've got cause to put up your prices at that point. So the likelihood is you can do the, the job cheaper now because you don't have that that pressure of like everyone wanting it done in the last two months of the regulation coming live. And now the government's actually pushing it, you know, in the last two months, mm -hmm. you know. So um, cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, so I've uh, got Tim from Victoria. How you going, man? All good? Hey. Good, good, good. What are you listening in? What are you picking up? And what do you think around smoke alarms? from your experience in Victoria around yeah, that? Yeah, I find Victoria's doesn't seem to be like that. I've always thought that Queensland and WA have always had better information on smoke alarms. I've used the Queensland 
graphics to show customers before because they've always got like a nice sort of uh, infographic that, that yeah. they can relate to. Um, Victoria has updated it to a degree, but it used to just be very, very text-based and, you know, customers don't really, you know, interact very well with uh, just building code uh, type stuff. So I am, I was very interested to hear about that Brooks, um, like hub that was for the other, because I do, we do use a lot of Brooks stuff as well. I've never used that yet, and it seems seems pretty good, pretty much an easy sell too for um commercial type stuff as well. I would have thought. Um, yeah. You've got a lot of smoke alarms to test, and you know you really need to fault find where it's coming from. Um, yeah, check out uh, this is Victoria's um page. This yeah. is very word worth. heavy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's always been a bit like that with the smoke alarms. Um, the the fire brigade have done their sort of pushes okay. every now and then on um on uh, me, uh, media. Oh, I think the our local fire brigade did a um they did a big push which was in like heraldsun.com and things like that. And they, um that was it. I used that on my website. I thought that was a bit. Bit better. It was um, so the Victoria's the MFD is the fire. Um, what's what's it called? Just MFD is is uh, oh yeah, MFD. Metropolitan Fire Brigade. They take out there. Yeah, they they had a like a good little sort of series of ads that they used to do, which had good videos. I thought about. Testing and that the best thing about them was they really highlighted the difference between photoelectric and ionization alarms, and that made it that was easy an easy sell because a lot of the old houses have the old ionization ones, which, as you know, uh, get insects in them and uh, seem to fault trip or you know ghost trip a lot. And, yeah. and when CMB started saying that they're no good, people really jumped on. Um, yeah, which was good. Um, I do like it that uh, what Aiden was saying before with the the, the lithium battery ones for um, your apartments and things like that, that they're, you know, you can't really, not practical to get into tech wiring because I, I know that uh, I think Clipsal's one they bought out goes using the same base as the, um, as the hardwired smoking, so... You could just swap it out, and then they were wirelessly interconnected. That I've used that before; very handy for a retrofit. And Voltex as well um, have what have they got? They're like sixty bucks for a ten-year lithium battery wireless interconnect. Not too bad for a seven-year warranty as well. For just another option out there. Yeah, I still think Brooks are the leaders. Obviously, um, never really have issues with them, but it's good to see now that there's more more option. Um, like but yeah, in terms of in terms of uh, regulations, we use the infographics on um, on Queensland because the regs are pretty much the same. It's just they're just better to present to customers, especially yeah. bedrooms, hallways, things like that. So in WA, you could only put in a ten-year lithium smoke alarm battery, uh, non-height hardwired smoke alarm, if there was no access to a wiring system. Is that the case in other states? I was under the impression that they had become compliant by being in tenuous anywhere. lithium batteries. Mm. Yeah, right. That's in quick Queensland, and easy to install. 
Yeah, in Queensland, you can put them in. Um, you just can't replace an existing hardwired smoke alarm with a wireless one. You have to put in the hardwired smoke alarm yes. yeah. and add the wireless interconnect if it doesn't have an interconnect. Yeah. The normal, you know, 9-volt batteries, they, there was a period where they released them with a, with a wireless interconnect. You definitely couldn't use them. But the 10-year lithium was their sort of way around the... Um, if you didn't have a wiring, if you had a wiring system available or something like that, so mm. don't quote me on that though. That's yeah, yeah. Strange. We if we had slab ceiling, um, skilly and roof where you couldn't access like economically, like you had to pull sheets up yeah. just to put it in. If you couldn't access the wiring system with a live main um, active on it, then you could put in a lithium, but otherwise it had to be hardwired. Mm. So uh, that's in WA. So um. But yeah, it's interesting to hear that different states are so different. You know, <laughs> like it's like really yeah, different. All the, all the landlords here, uh, you know, when they when they put a new house up for the lease or something like that, and then sometimes it's an inspection and will come back saying, you know, there's no smoke alarm upstairs or whatever it is. They will just go to Bunnings and buy a battery backup system, put it there, and then they get it ticked off. It's like mm. it's not right. It's not it's not enforced here. Um, as it should be so yeah. people just take the shortcuts and so sometimes you know you what it's like you're trying to do the right thing by people and then people you can't even it's not it's not clear that it's the law like it is in other states people think i can i can buy a battery backup system if it's an existing uh house it's just, it's just a bad it's victoria's got a bad website for it bad information it makes it yeah. very uh, unclear for customers Almost also makes it very easy for tenants to take out the battery and leave it fully disconnected. Yeah. Um, and how would that landlord feel if someone burnt or all of their possessions burnt, you know, because of their cheap nine volt battery from Bunnings that they put yeah. in? They're doing an overhaul of, of the whole system in Victoria because uh, the same with switchboards and RCDs and things like that. Because it's been, it's just a, it's a mess over here with that. Like it's, there's loopholes around not upgrading a switchboard and landlords, tire ass landlords will do anything to not upgrade a switchboard. Mm. It's yeah. not there. They try to move the duty of care on to someone else. Yeah, no, here. Just yeah. on that, um, the lithium smoke alarms in WA, when, when they first brought that regulation change out, there was a lot of uncertainty around whether or not lithium would actually satisfy the regulation so what we had is for a period of time people were installing hardwired smoke alarms with like 400 mil oh, yeah. ducked off a light fitting because there's no yeah. access to the seal yeah. to the slab so, so 400 mil ducked and then just a smacked on a hardwired smoke alarm and it was looking awful and it was that whole public uh response to that going you've ruined my my, my yeah, house. really like, nice apartments, like really, really nice million dollar apartments. And then they had like an oyster with a, a duct coming out for 400 mil with a hardwired smoke alarm. It's like, this is before they had smoke alarm technology. It's like, yeah. you guys are talking tech compared to what we dealt yeah, with. On top of that, those, those <laughs> clients, those clients would prefer to not have a smoke alarm than have yeah, exactly. So yeah. like, I just want to have one then. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah it's bad. Yeah. How about you, Eddie, in New South Wales? Tell us about your experience around smoke alarms and, and the regs over there. So we're um, similar to Vic. I, I wish we had the same rules as Queensland. Um, they're a lot clearer, like you need a smoke alarm in bedroom, needs to be um, 
interlinked all of that um here it's it's kind of hard to get all the all the information together like when you look at a few different sites they've got different different information on as well um we we do have a few new rules for um rental properties and things like that um if a smoke alarm starts beeping um they've the either the landlord or um or the real estate has got to get an electrician or um qualified person to to go and look at it um so so that within within two business days um that that one will be on the um, fair trading website um, about all that that information about that um, New South Wales fair trading. Um, there's also you've got to they've got to get the landlord to to um, change the batteries. The, the landlord's got to get an electrician or qualified person to change the batteries once a year. Um, here that has brought out a lot of um, other companies that don't have electricians doing it for really cheap. So when we do it, we we try and add extra values such as switchboard upgrades or not uh, RCD checks, which can lead to switchboard upgrades and um, and things like that. Things that only the electrician can do. Um, so so yeah, that's that that's where we're at um, in New South Wales. Yeah, that's great to hear that you need a qualified electrician to actually come and check the smoke alarms to see if it's. Well, uh, no, it, it, it's not a qualified electrician. It's got to be some someone qualified to check. So it might, oh, sure. it can be, yeah. it can be like a handyman who started a smoke alarm business or something like that, where so there's lots of people doing it for really cheap, and they're they're doing. There's companies out there doing things where that they, they subscribe, and it's like a hundred bucks a year. And um, anytime the smoke alarms beeps, they say they will get someone out there within two business days to change the battery things like that um which is really cheap compared to when when it, like our call out um plus replace a battery would be more expensive than that for for one trip yeah which is understandable it's a low low um you know skilled trade uh mm-hmm. which is going out a low skilled person going out so that they don't get paid as much and there's less risk so mm-hmm. understandable how that can happen um I think uh, buyers uh, and customers just need to understand that sometimes those people also don't check things properly and they don't have the level of understanding which will result in thing, things being checked properly um, using you know artificial smoke and actually checking if it's hardwired and if it's got connected to the mains and things that electricians would actually understand. That's what we have to you know communicate in our marketing and our communications with our customers. Mm-hmm. But as always, like I think, the best thing we can do is to communicate with our existing customers and set the narrative, you know, share with them what is important, what is value and, you know, make sure that if you're getting someone to check your smoke alarm, they, they do these things. And often those things are things that these other cheap uh, services don't do. So education is key, especially when you're mm-hmm. dealing with anyone, regardless whether it's, tenants or landlords or whoever, or even homeowners, you know, just the whole education side of things and how important fire safety is. It's something you sort of can't play with at the end of the day. It, you know, it's yeah. obviously the ability to, to ruin a lot. So if you can provide that education and, you know, go to them with a brochure and go, this is what we install. As you can see, they're number one here, here and here. Haven't yeah. had an issue, you know, and then give them a quote kind of thing because at least in that way they 
they know what they're up for. Most of them, they've been given professional advice from someone who actually does this stuff for a living. It's not just a a punch out service like low cost companies do. Yeah. Yeah. Year 12 graduate. Another really important thing that I find works really well with um, sort of having the dialogue with the client around this when, when upgrades are required is there's always a cost of not doing something and getting them to see like what is the cost of not bringing this up to standard versus the cost of getting it up to standard. And then if we can, if we can allow them to balance that value proposition themselves with the cost of not doing it versus the cost of actually bringing it up to standard, a lot of the times it creates a, a logic-based decision for them instead of like an emotional decision around, around whether or not to, to go ahead with it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, just to jump in quickly, uh, anyone that's not in Australia or not in uh, these states we're talking about, love to hear in the live chat below in the comments your take on your state or your country and where you are um this would be a great way for people to search through the comments and see where uh the standards are or even links to different uh, resources just share them in below try and help each other understand this better for where we live um all right cool uh just on that as well you know the with what you're saying jack around education i think it's really paramount that we help each other as electricians understand this better so that we can educate better. Um, so is there any uh, examples, um, like what Kirk was saying, the cost of not taking action here, not not getting smoke alarms? What are some examples that you guys can think of, it doesn't even have to be smoke alarms, where you know educating your customer on what can happen if you don't do this? Um, well, in Queensland, the whole reason for the change was that there was a big house fire. I'm pretty sure it was in Bingley or... Yeah, it was Logan. House yeah, fire, and, about 11 people were in it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so I think it takes a massive event um, for people to actually change a whole law or regulation. So um, that's something you could bring up. Like the government's not going to bring in a rule like that for no reason. So you could always bring that to your clients when you're at their house and be like, um, maybe a couple of other options like um, any other regulations that have been changed. They don't change recently. They change maybe once every 10, 15 years. Um, so when they do, it's like a pretty, pretty massive There's a reason thing. for it, yeah. Yeah. So is this, um, I was just having a look here. I'll just bring up a screen share again. Was this just late last year? Oh no! I think it was it was early. early no, no, no! It was a, a two-story home. I think it was eleven islanders in, and I think two made it out. The rest perished. Eleven. Off the top of my head. People um, fire. Um, I mean, point for you. Um, yep. Eleven killed in. Uh, yeah. Eleven killed so, in house blaze. Yeah. Most victims are children. Oh, yeah, devastating. Yeah. There it um, is. Do you know what that was caused from? Can you remember? Um, I think wasn't it a uh, um, it was either a kitchen, it. kitchen or a or a bedroom. Was it depend, mm. uh, I have a feeling it was a heater or something, or something was yeah. just left on. Yeah. Um, that was off the top of my head of when it happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no cause had been determined. Began underneath uh -huh. the building, no cause to be determined. Well, yeah. 
Maybe it has so, been determined now, but yeah, that article doesn't say. And that's something you can bring up um, when you're there as well. Just the logic around having a smoke alarm in your bedroom. Like how many people sleep in their bedroom with their door shut? If yeah. there's a, if there's a um, fire at the other end of the house, by the time it gets there, or if there's a fire in the bedroom, by the time the smoke gets out through the door to the alarm, um, it could be five, 10 minutes later than if you just had a smoke alarm in your bedroom. Um, I think it's also, yeah. You go, Jack. That's what, yeah, that's what we push. Um, that's probably the major bit going, you know, we all sleep with our doors shut, phones are by the table, you know. We've all seen phones self-combust every so often. So, you know, you want to give everyone else the chance in that house to get out, you know, if something was to happen. So if you've got that smoke yeah. on the bedroom, it sort of gives your commitment to the house to, you know, help everyone else in the, in the point of emergency, really. Yeah, my uh, wife gets me to put smoke alarms in every room. That's not required. So um, I, I personally think it should be straight wide, really. Yeah, it, yeah. And it's not so much, the, it's not a cash grab at the end of the day, it's a safety thing. Like you look at places where it's super cold and people have got oil heaters and, and that in there, you know, you want to, again, there's fire risk there for being oil heaters. So, you know, at least if you've got your high house covered, you, you know, you're doing what you can in the way of fire safety, you know, where do you stop? Yeah, yeah 100%. That's I think also makes- like, Across Australia, you go, Kirk. Uh, yeah, so I was just going to add, like, that just adds adds a lot of weight to the, uh, like what Aiden was saying about that reaction time, like how much time will you save from a trigger? It's um, also super important with interconnect. So, like, if you've got if you've got one hardwired smoke alarm, but it's at the wrong end of the house, this, there's a lot of fire that has to happen before it gets to that detector. <laughs> and um, a lot of the times, like, with one detector, you could be positioned between the exit and the fire could be between you, which is all good and well. It's going to wake you up and you're just going to spend the last few minutes of your life in a blazing panic. Yeah. And it's not even the fire that kills you a lot of the time. It's inhaling all the smoke, which will, um, yeah, if the fire, if you're not where the fire is and the alarm's not working properly and it actually has to pick up the heat instead of the particles, um, that's another reason you're going to end up be another 10 15 minutes that you don't get the chance to get out yeah um or you could then just not wake up like you're breathing in smoke you don't won't even know there's a fire you won't hear anything you won't wake up you'll just breathe in the smoke yeah i think also like with everyone that's not in queensland and around the world there's there's an opportunity here to educate your customers on what you feel as a business owner as a as an electrician or as a service person out of someone's house um, what you feel is the best option from your experience and from other experiences and devastations and, and uh, events that have happened, you know, even though in WA there's, you know, we just are required by law to put them in the hallways doesn't mean that the best option isn't to put them in bedrooms as well. You know what I mean? And often we get, we just sit back and we go, well, it's not regulation, so we don't need to do it. But if you really feel like this is adding value to the, the person and protecting this person and adding value to their life, then I think that we should have that conversation with the customer and let them decide what's best for them. Mm. Yeah. It also shows sure. like having this discussion around different states, like so many states are, are the regulations are so varied. Yeah, we're all, they're all Australian states and yet the, the, the requirements for each state are so different. So you could have a catastrophic event 
that in a property that was actually that met the minimum standard in some states. And then there's a so there's a massive gulf between like what, what where the states draw their line. So we should be adopting yeah the highest quality standard or what we truly believe to be the safest option, and instilling that value through through to the customer. Yeah, like with ionization smoke alarms, there's states that they're 100% illegal, um, and other states where you can where they're still able to be in people's houses. So for them to be completely illegal in a state, that's something you'd be like, well, that's not for no reason. Um, just because it's not legal here doesn't mean that it's safe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we should all pull on, you know, the, the strictest regulation from the country and talk to our customers around, this is how they do it in that state because of these events. Um, and I think this is what, you know, is best for you, but this is option best. This is option regulation. This is you not taking action here today um, and having, you know, always pre presenting different options with the no action result, like having a, a, a potential risk. Like I always say, you guys would know in peak performers, we talk about the, the potential risk of someone not getting RCDs installed on every circuit is like the question comes to the people, well, how much would you pay to bring someone back to life if they died of electrocution? You know, and then straight away, it just everyone's like, uh, all my money in the world, you know, if it's their daughter, son, husband, whatever. So, you know, that's that's the true value of getting it done. You can't can't protect that. Uh, well, I had can't, that. You can't predict that. I had like a, a side note a little bit, but I had a real life experience just around that, like the, the cost of not doing it just the other week when I had to put a pool fence in. Yeah, so the pool fence and I was, you know, getting all the equipment ready to put this pool fence in and, you know, it was, it was adding up. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, they could charge me 10 times, 20 times. The cost of not doing it was so much more than the cost of, of getting the pool fence installed. So like the cost of, you know, having to, you know, pull a toddler out of the pool is just impossible to comprehend. Yet the, the pool fence is just a monetary value. So I think once... If uh, it, as soon as someone subscribes to the logic around the cost of not doing it, then it makes um, the, the cost of doing it far easier to swallow. And, and especially when the customers see the cost, um, like I, I was at a customer's house the other day, we, we, it, it was an emergency call out for, they had no power, they needed, oh, they had no lights, they needed to get it on. Um, there was actually a fire in their roof, which they didn't realize. Uh, it was from their halogen downlights um, and they, they had said um, like their electrician had always been there, said everything was fine. He, he never mentioned. So it comes back to, yeah, the education with, with the customer. He, he never said anything about um, the halogen downlights get hot, call, call, can cause fires or a fire hazard. Um, and, and also they had no RCDs. As, as soon as that happened with, with that customer, they, they saw how dangerous it can be and they got everything done. So they wanted everything done like the very next day. So new downlights, um, new RCDs through the property, um, all the electricals checked. Um, so people see how serious it is once, once either they're educated or um, see something go wrong. I wish like we could put in a, do you know, like when you go to websites and you've got three options you could choose when you buy a product, right? You've got three options. First option is best case. So if we're talking smoke alarms now, best case is you get smoke alarms in every room. 
That's the premium option. You can choose that, cost this much. Then you've got regulation case. Like you've got to do this by law. This is the minimum standard. This is how, you know, this is how much it will cost. And then we can have a third one, which is the bottom one. This is how much it will cost you potentially if you don't take action today. Death of family member, burnt down house, you know, and we actually put the cost. So it's actually cost of no action, potentially $300,000 or more, death of someone. Uh, Then, you know, $350 to put two smoke alarms in uh, or, you know, $900 to put in six or whatever, you know. How good would that be? Let's do it. It's pretty, uh, Kirk always comes at me sometimes when I've got morbid ideas. It's like brings death and burning people's houses down sort of (laughs) marketing, (laughs) marketing ideas. We can't go too hard on these poor folk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's true though, really, if you think about it. No, exactly. Yeah. And it's important that they understand what the consequences because Anyone that turns down something that's related to safety hasn't truly appreciated the value of not doing it. Like, it could be like, you wouldn't, would you go to the mechanic and the mechanic turn around and go, you have no brakes. You could drive home if you'd like, but you have no brakes. Yeah. Not many people would be like, ah, okay, let's, uh, let's get some brakes, please. Brakes are essential. Yeah. <laughs> not many people be like, oh, yeah, good idea, but I'll see what I can do. I'll get it done next year when I come for a service. <laughs> Righto. I always used to talk about um, getting smoke alarms and RCDs checked <laughs> is like, and only that checked instead of checking the whole electrical system because people would go out and they'll do a smoke alarm and RCD check. It takes you 10 minutes to do and then they're out of there. And a lot of, a lot of time to do that check is, again, unskilled workers. So there's highly competitive and pricing and property managers will choose that. My pitch to them was, that's like sending your car to mechanic and saying, hey, don't check the whole car. Can you just check my uh, airbags and seatbelt, please? Don't want to check if the brakes are good. Don't want to check if the engine's about to burn up. Don't want to check anything else. Just the seatbelts and airbag. That'll be great. Thanks. That's that's pretty much what a smoke alarm and RCD check is in my book. Piece of shit. Service. It's a reactive service, right? It's, you're, you're testing a reactive like the fire's already started and the electrocution's already started by the time that thing kicks in that you're checking. Why don't we prevent the problem happening, prevent the electrical problem, prevent the fire from starting in the first place by getting your whole electrical system checked? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, guys, super cool chat. Has anyone got to want to add anything? Anything? Add it in? Let's chat. Yeah, I've probably got one last thing to say on the on the Brook side of things. Um sure in the chat with you guys, but the three thousand series brochure um sort of shows everything in that Brooks range that can all be interconnected. So you've got a multitude of options in the sense of um carbon ox- carbon oxide alarms and, and heat alarms together, the one thing. Um you've got uh, what else? They're multi-sensor alarms. So they've got you know different bits of different parts of the alarms, and then you're trying to put them together, um, which is sort of quite handy. Um, they also on those brochures sort of tell you where you, where they're best put. You know, where, like your heat alarms, perfect for garages or kitchens. Carbon dioxide alarms, sort of like roof space, or depending on your location. Um, but they also on that brochure show the uh, the audio link and the smart link feature coming soon 
so that also helps you um, see more about that smoke alarm than most do. Um, I think that's be a hand link to give give everyone else to have a look at. But yeah, that's that's just sort of what they can do, and you can also put them all through that your one wireless link. So they all interconnect regardless. So it's not like yep. you've got to buy different systems for this and that. It all works as a 3000 series option. So we works all together, which is really, really handy, um, depending on how fire safety conscious you are. So That's awesome. Mm. Cool. Awesome, guys. How's everything else going? Sweet. How's business kicked off to the year 2021? Going good? It's picking up. Firing. Yeah, we had an awesome week last week. Cool. Okay. Bring it. It's going to be a good year. Looking forward to spending more time with you guys. All right. Uh, thanks for everyone that's joined us, listened in. Uh, looking forward to hearing some feedback. If you've got, uh, you want to add anything uh, to what we've talked about, just chuck it in the comments below. Or if it's from the podcast, shoot us an email at support at electricians-success.com. Um, and looking forward to uh, getting on to the next topic. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, we had Aiden, Tim, uh, uh, Aiden Short, Tim, Ralph, Jack Duff, uh, Eddie Kendall and Kirk Neal and Greg Allen here. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. I just want to let you guys know we've got an awesome offer where we're giving away one month free Academy Mastermind membership. That's on us, $276 worth of value and a one-on-one -on -one coaching session valued at $750 to ensure that you have the best year yet. We want to make sure that we help as many people and electricians as possible this year. Make this an awesome year, less stress, more freedom and bigger amount of growth with a better game plan and less mistakes. So if that sounds like something you want to jump onto for a limited time, go to sign up at www www.electricians-success-academy.com and use coupon code 2021 at the sign-up process and you'll get that $1,000 worth of coaching absolutely free. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys soon.